Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding out from your friends that the future is not set, so you better make it a good one. And then crashing your new DeLorean right into a bridge. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week we are talking about fighting the future. I love that X-Files movie. (laughs) Which had nothing to do with time travel. Right, exactly. And we're not actually talking about time travel. We're actually, but, but you know, I mean, yes, we're talking about time travel, but so much more, so much more. So what we want to talk about is we want to talk about threats uh, that are either going, either they're in the future, you know, like a bad future, or they're coming from the future and threatening our present or something like that. Okay, so, and how to add that, you know, write an adventure around it and how to, you know, uh, just, you know, use it. You know, and a lot of times these things can be completely uh, secondary. It's like the B-roll where you've got like something going on. It's not the main reason for the adventure, you know, but you throw things like that. And that, this sort of thing happens all the time in Bureau 13 type games, you know, where, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to do some mission and all of a sudden you've got like time travel popping up. You know, much like that episode of Briscoe County Jr., where there was a couple of them actually, where some some half naked girl from the future pops up out of his closet and asks him to help her find somebody that he's looking for anyways. It's like, okay, let's you know, and we're all going, hey, is this going to be a, a romantic you know uh, thread that's going to continue on through the series? And it kind of wasn't. So it's like. I miss that show. That was a wonderful show. It really was. And John Astor really got to stretch his legs and get away from the whole Gomez, you know. Thing. Oh, yeah, the steampunk inventor, yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was coming up with all kinds of crazy stuff. I remember yeah. the rocket on the train tracks. That's the one I remember. I remember, <laughs> I remember the deep sea diving outfit he came oh. up with. And, you know, and, of course, this was, this was before we had Legend. You know, which was you know, oh yeah, you know, uh, Richard just, Dean Anderson and John Delancey basically yeah. as kind of oh, yeah. Tesla. Yeah, yeah and you would that. think that that show would just be such a winner, but it, you know, it, it, I found it boring. But anyways, back to the back to our topic. So you know, we're going to talk about you know these kinds of things. So before we, so just to make sure you know what we're talking about, we're going to give some examples of things. You know, so to me, the very you know the the most obvious example is. Terminator, where you've got somebody going, you know, malevolent organization in the future sends, you know, but is being is being defeated, uh, sends back, you know, assassin cyborg uh, into the past to kill the mother of the guy who's going to defeat them in the future. Okay, but ironically, by doing so. It actually makes her aware that this future exists, and so she says, "Well, let's pay, let's 
keeps you know skynet forever coming into existence and sends her you know running across the landscape you know all tricked out in her camos and her you know automatic weapons ready to take out an entire suburban household oh yeah 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 and i'm not digressing no. <laughs> so uh, I I thought that was a, a great example because it's you know it, you've got the future but it's it's all you know, it's actually taking place in, the important stuff is taking place in the past apparently so I do have another example and it was a series on Netflix starring uh, Eric McCormick from Will and Grace it was called Travelers yes and it was psychic time travel where the future sucked. It did. And so these four or five agents come back and they inhabit bodies of current day people to stop the events that would lead to their future. Yeah, it's a mind download. Yeah, yeah, psychic time travel. Yeah. And just, it was interesting. I got into it for a couple episodes and then for an, oh, this series here. But yeah, I need to finish that up. It was a cute idea. I watched all, was, all three series. I thought they should have stepped, uh, I mean, all three seasons. I thought they should have yeah. step, stopped after this, I think the second season. Um, okay, so you're saying the third season is the one, and I'm going to use the term, you know, JFGI, it jumped the shark at season three? Um, yeah, kind of. They ended up <laughs> they ended up fighting one of their own. So, so that well, I do remember one of them was a drug he, he downloaded into a drug addict so you know, maybe that was yes that that wasn't the one oh it was okay. actually the very first time traveler that they were testing the whole process they ah. sent him into the past he was supposed to you know uh basically he, he was supposed to inhabit a body set off a bomb you know so therefore they would have a his you know, do a very important historical damage to something okay. that would be recorded. They would see that it happened. He would be dead. He was supposed to be sacrificing his life to in order to prove that the program worked. And he refused to do so. He just he, he took off and and he spent the, the rest the, the intervening time until they sent the, the 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 stars of the show building up an organization for the sole purpose of protecting him against these future time travelers. Ah. And then once okay. he once they they became aware of each other, that's when he actively started working against them, trying to kill them and everything else because he just couldn't be convinced that they could care less about him and they were just trying to save the future. Ah, okay. <laughs> but he was he, he was too far gone at that point. <sighs> so, anyways, I'm just saying that I, I I didn't find that to be a great thing, but you can see how that also works with this, where you know yeah. you it, you're trying to fight the future, but sometimes you're fighting your own uh, people who should be on your side, but then they turn for one reason or another, you know, either they you know, and and we'll talk about that too. So, uh, what do you got, Jonathan? Uh, the one that comes to my mind is the uh, show, the Forty Four Hundred. Okay. Where okay. Uh, uh, you know, forty-four hundred people are kidnapped from various points in history, and all returned at the same time at the same place, and they all have like you know a special power. Uh huh. And as the show progresses, minor spoiler, it turns out that it's they were abducted by the future and given these powers to you know avert you know catastrophe and make the the future a better place. And then you go a little bit further and you find out, oh no, there's two competing futures mm. using these people. Oh, there's always multiple competing futures, you know. And that was, uh, and they did a good job of of, of deal of, of representing that in uh, Traveler. Okay, but uh, when you talk about, uh, um, but then they have you know the future. That doesn't involve that involves the future, but it's not from the future, like Minority Report, where you have people who are have psychic powers and they're saying this is going to happen in the future if we don't stop it now, and they manage to sell that 
to the government, and they basically have the um, it was the Bureau the, of Pre Crime. Bureau yeah. of Pre Crime, which yeah. works great. It basically eliminates all crime, you know, because people knowing that if they really try, if they try to do something terrible, you know, like set off a bomb or shoot up people or you know commit yeah. kill their spouse. That I, I think in the story it was uh, only murder really had an, enough of a psychic impression to, to yeah. be detected. But yeah, they still managed to to knock out like <clears throat> almost all murder. And you know, murder happens a lot in in violent crime, anyways. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah. So it, it it covered it basically handled most of the violent crime because you know you got the drug lords who kill people. Well, they're they're going to get caught, you know, yeah. and and then your your uh, carjackers and your other you know crimes your, of passion and uh, yeah. yeah, crimes of passion. So, anyways, which was fine until one of their own basically was told that you're about to kill somebody that you don't even know, and it's and it turns out it's literally because he was told that he was going to kill this person that he, in a sense, jumped the shark and started engaging in all the behaviors that led up to the moment where he was in a position to kill somebody that he had never met before. So the knowledge of the future can be a, can be a, a really, really uh, dangerous thing as far as, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the timeline, you know, because, yeah. You're literally creating the future by someone telling you what the future is going to be. Yeah. You otherwise, would not prophecy. have gone down that route at all. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it is. So yeah, and that's and of course you know it's it's a Tom uh, Cruise actioneer. So of course it's yeah. was was uh, heavy on the action and light on really and lots of stunts and running. Let's think. Yeah, a lot of running, a lot of holding on to the outside of vehicles. So. <laughs> that seems to be his thing, holding on to the outside of vehicles. Uh, okay, so, uh, but that was the case where in the present, they're seeing a, po a, a probable future and acting on it to, you know, to fight that future. All right, um, let's see, do we, uh, uh, Trav, do you have another example oh, that's different see. than what we've been talking about? Trying to remember about Millennium. I know it was, um, was it the one with Chris Christopherson in the airplane? Yes. Yeah. Oh God, I'm. Yeah, but it was it was pretty much the same as uh, uh, as travelers and such. I mean, they basically they're coming from the future, trying to make a change so that the future didn't suck. Okay. Oh, okay. Right now, yeah, I think the idea, at least in the movie, was that they they were abducting people who were on doomed flights and 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 wrecks and that kind of thing, and kind of holding them until they could send them to a a a, a part. Uh, some future way in, a, in advance so that they could repopulate the earth. Like they knew that the earth was, was doomed. So they were trying to collect as many healthy human specimens as they could to, mm. to send them some point in the future when the earth would supposedly be healed. Healed. Right. Okay. Uh, Free Jack is in our list because this is a case where somebody is transferred into the future. They basically time skip into the future. And yes, 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 they did go to, they, at the end of the movie, they get to go back, but that really wasn't important to, to what, what was there. You know, there, you know, if you go into the future where the future sucks, okay, especially if it's post-apocalyptic and things like that, you may be bringing with you on your person, the vehicle you're driving or whatever else, you may be bringing some essential information or, or things, you know, that can, uh, make the future a better place. So, you know, our, our, uh, our hero, 
you know, basically is able to uh, uh, do good things as a result of, 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 of having this future tech, you know, in a future that no longer has it. That this tech has been lost. So uh, okay, free Jack, uh, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Hopkins, and I want to say this is the beginning and act, beginning and ending of Mick Jagger's acting career. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. we have, this is a case of time travel forward. Yeah. Where you know you're fighting the future once you get there because it sucks. <laughs> so, and that's a cut, and that is this also germane to our topic of fighting the future. You know, so you know. In this case, the future has has already happened. You're trying now to mitigate that future by by improving things, you know. And in many ways, the whole Fallout series that's coming is was the was that idea that these Fallout vaults, you know, are filled with people and technology, and and they're supposed to go out and and uh, reclaim America. You know, that's the whole idea behind Fallout seventy six. Yeah, well, Fallout Four outright has you cryogenically frozen, so you're exactly actually a person from the quote modern day, so to speak. Right, although 2070 or something like that. It's yeah, it's 2077, I believe it is. Yeah, and it's you know uh, right before Halloween. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> when you when you show up, you know it's it's exactly those days. You know, you you see all the these remnants of of the world is like frozen in in Halloween time. You know because that's when the bombs drop right at, right before Halloween. Okay, so uh, and and then you know poss- possibly the ultimate of, of of technology taking technology uh, uh, from the future back and making a difference was Final Countdown, where a uh, uh, an aircraft carrier, the Nimitz, uh, goes through a time portal and ends up right before. Um, oh, no, um, uh, Philadelphia Experiment. No, that's not Philadelphia Experiment. It's called Final Countdown. Final Countdown is the one with the, uh, the the reason why people don't like driving behind lumber trucks. No, that's Final Destination. Okay. Dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Final Countdown. Okay, look it up. Okay, the boys, it's, it's, it's an aircraft carrier, and it's right before Pearl Harbor, and they have to decide whether or not they want to get involved and stop Pearl Harbor from happening. You know, these are military people. It's a real question for them. And they're like, well, yeah, but if we don't let Pearl Harbor happen, then the future we came from may be radically different and maybe not, maybe worse. You know, uh, do we really want to change things? You know, you know, and, and of course, at the end of the movie, they solved that problem. But we do have some wonderful shots of um, like Tomcats blowing uh, zeros out of the sky. <laughs> So there, there's a lot of cheering going on in the audience when I saw that film. So because you know they were, but yeah, the Japanese was, zeros were were pretty, you know, at, especially at the beginning of the war where they had their top pilots were pretty smoking, you know. So okay, anyway, so let's uh, 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 those are some examples. Let's go through the actual, um, you know, the the actual pieces of it. Okay, so. Um, so examples of of uh, of the different kinds of fighting the future is all right. You can you came from the future and you know what will happen, but you have when you come back in the past. There's two th- depending upon the way time travel is. There's either you can change the future or you can't change the future. Okay, as in time is unfold. You know, 
time is inflexible. If you can change the future, then it's great. Then, then it's basically, you know, you know, it's a matter of resources, a matter of being able to to convince the right people and finding people who have a will to actually change the future. Because, um, you know, we're <coughs> there's a big question in the world today: is that you know we we see we see a lot of problems that we feel like there are solutions, but people just aren't willing to to do what it takes in order to get them done. Yeah. So I have to change my lifestyle. It's too yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, got to got to stop, you know, buying stuff you don't need. <laughs> Actually come up with recyclable technology that works. So, you know, versus what we have now, which is basically was a disposable technology. It was a scam. Yeah. You know, our, 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 recycle, our, our recycling agendas were, were all basically scams done all by the major industries time. to uh, convince us that we were making, that, that, that we in partnership with them were making a difference, but all it really did was give them new products that had the word recyclable on them and for us to go and buy them. <laughs> so didn't actually solve our problems. And most of the really and most of the trash was actually being shipped off to, uh, uh, to, China, where when we stopped having good relations with China, they said we don't want your we don't want your trash anymore. And then we're and that and that so now we're building mountains outside of uh, uh, outside of Las Vegas, <laughs> in case you didn't know where all that where all that those that trash that trash was going to. Vegas so. could use some more mountains. All right. So, but you you know the idea is is that you know it, the adventures you find out from the you know the, you come from the future with hopefully some cool stuff. You know, at least with knowledge, and you can, and you now know you can change the future because you know, the, you, know you can change the present to either avert that future or uh, make sure it happens. Because that's you know, we're trying to fight the future, assuming it's a bad one. But sometimes there's good things in the future you want to you know by basically supporting the good things. You uh, back to the future. Yeah, you get rid. Yeah. You, you get rid of the bad things. So yeah. Um, and some of the things that you could bring, I mean, usually the things that people bring back, bring back from the future is, first of all, a way to really make money. Because in order to affect change, usually you need a lot of funds. Me, yeah. Right? So, you know, so I, you know, so in, in Back to the Future, you know, a certain person brought back a book that had all the winning uh, uh, sports uh, contests in the next 20 years. Uh and or in the past twenty years, from the perspective of the uh, of the thing, so uh, he was able to go and and make bets and basically, you know, become uh, pot, uh, Mr. Potter <laughs> in the Back to the Future little town. Uh, rich, you know, powerful, and uh, used his power to basically turn a nice town into a bad place. But yeah. it could have been done the other way around too. It could be used to. To fund, because like right now we got people who are billionaires who didn't really do much more than just basically sit around and let other people buy stuff from them. And Jeff Bezos didn't earn his billions. Okay, <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. Neither that, that that makes me think of a of a fan theory that I love um, of people who you know have noticed because you know the future in Back to the Future was 2015. Yeah. 
in which we've already passed and we haven't got any flying cars or hoverboards or holograms or anything like that. A great fan theory I've heard that kind of explains that is that Doc Brown didn't make it back to 1985 to invent all these things. Oh. So if, if Doc Brown hadn't have gotten stuck in, in the West and then decided to go off and explore in his time frame, <laughs> the future we will live in would be like <laughs> back to the future. It's as good a re- yeah, so if you have somebody like that who's basically a great inventor, okay, if you bring that kind, you know, if you're that kind of person in the future, you go in the past, you know, I mean, he was able to, and he's a good example because he was able to take, you know, essentially 19, you know, 80s technology and build, or even before that, you know, and build uh, uh, from uh, 1950s technology, I'm sorry, and build the replacement pieces they needed for the time circuit, you know. So, therefore, you know, with the same idea, you, you'd you be able to make the tools to make the tools that would allow you to have these futuristic things way in the past, which you could then use, then turn around and create an entire industry around okay or uh, and make tons of money okay hoping that it wouldn't cause a war uh or you know but you gain money and then you take that money and you start spending it on people doing the things that that are needed you know you start raising you know education programs um you know uh, uh urban renewal programs uh international uh amnesty type programs um you know, even going so far as to create your own secret secret agency to go out and start acting like the CIA, you know, doing things as well, you know. Um, and, of course, plenty of money for bribing, you know, whoever needed a bribe in order to do the right thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh, so bringing knowledge and, you know, and, and, and certain, you know, uh, into the, from the future into the past is a really good way of... Uh, of beating the future, but especially if you can use it to make money, is also a really good way of doing it. So, if, yeah. if I don't, if I remember, that was the bad guy's plan in in Time Cop. Um, going into the past, at least the very first bad guy you see, the very first time case they work, yeah, is a guy going back into the past to play the stock market. Right. Yeah. He knew all the all the companies that were going to survive the crash. You know, and he could buy in at uh, literally pennies on the on the thousands. You know, and then by the you know move by present day, you know the stock would split a zillion times, and he would be the richest guy in the world. So yeah, knowing you know the trends, knowing what what things will do well, what things won't. I mean, you know, if I, I don't recommend it, but you know, I, I'm just saying that uh, if you wanted to make money. You know, buying in on uh, Apple right before when they first announced uh, the uh, iPod, you know, and then the iPhone. Okay, uh, Microsoft. You know, when they came out with Windows 1.0, which wasn't the good one, it was 1.1 that was the good one. Uh, before then, their stock was pretty pretty minor league. You know, uh, Oracle, uh, a bunch of other, uh, of course, te- some of the tele- telecom companies, uh, Com- you know, Comcast, you know, who's, you know, who's basically been around forever, it seems. Yeah. Well, you even know. going more recently, if um, just the, the, the whole GameStop meme stock fiasco, yeah. where, where GameStop jumped up like a hundred, right. I'm not, oh, not the like, like a hundred yeah. to yeah. a dollar. Yeah, yeah, buying bitcoins, yeah. Bef- you know, and then then getting out when it got to the top. All the bubbles, you know, yeah. basically knowing when to get out, 
you know, and and therefore the .com bubble, the crypto bubble, the NFT bubble, yeah, all of them. Yeah, uh, the 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 um, uh, the the house flipping bubble. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of there's been lots of bubbles. So knowing when to get in and get out is, is you know is a good way of making, and it all requires future knowledge. And it also you, know, you have to understand that as soon as you do it, you're changing the future anyways. And so yep. it's going to be a, a lessening thing. But if you're running an adventure where you're looking for time travelers, you know uh, this is the kind of stuff that you're going to do because this is how you make money. You know, uh, Look for the people who are just making money hand over fist and realizing there's only two ways that they have. This. And they have no inside, background. Yeah, they they in, have yeah, they have no criteria. Yep, yeah, yep. they they didn't go to uh, Harvard Business School. They didn't do a fellowship over right. you know in uh, in England. Okay, they're just this they're just this guy you know <laughs> who just starts mm. buying stock and stuff and. And the tricky thing is if, you know, they go back far enough, they don't have to buy a lot of stock. They can just put, you know, a few dollars in some small company that just happens to be Apple yeah. in the 1980s. Well, it, you know, it, it also assumes that they have the ability to jump around. Okay, you know, a lot of time travels, it's like, it takes a lot of energy to go into the past. And so, therefore, yeah. they only get to do it once. So, they've got to pick you know, a choice spot, you know. And, uh, you know, likewise, during turbulent times is a good time for time travelers because if you're trying to change the course of the future by making sure this person is not assassinated or this person is, <laughs> then, you know, that's the kind of thing. You know, what, you know, it, everybody wants to know what would have happened if, you know, if John Kennedy had not been killed, what happened if Martin Luther King had not been killed. Would it made any difference to the future, or yeah, was Abraham the, Lincoln, Hitler? You can name every major personage who who was assassinated in some way, or should, you know, yeah, got or too or, far. or had their time come and gone, and you basically didn't stop anything. You know, if you did, if you did stop it, they it actually might have hurt because the 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 people that were galvanized by their deaths wouldn't been uh, would not have had that. You know, you know. Uh, uh, you know uh, uh, that that overwhelming reason to 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 push forward for social change or military or whatever it might have been. You know, so. yeah. Like an example would be like if if JFK hadn't have been assassinated, NASA might not have gotten as much support in their moon race. A, a number of things. Okay, so there's the you know there's the time. Then the second option is. They bring something back with them. They bring they bring back technology itself. Okay, so what kind of things could they bring back from the future that could make the future a better place? Uh, well, the first thing that, that comes to my mind is if if you're dealing with a an, a superior enough a technology that is far enough in advance, um, just any kind of it wouldn't have to be necessarily a renewable energy, but any kind of power source that is far more fuel efficient than what we have now. Yeah, you don't want to get it too far to where it can't be replicated with today's technology. Exactly. Yeah. Just ex yes. extrapolatable, I guess would be the term. Well, you want and them to not, be able to reverse it engineer it and then yeah. and then start building an industry based on it. Yeah, yeah. you'd have it would have to be something that would be easily done. So, can you so give an take, example of what you think that would be? Extremely cheap and durable solar panels. Yes. Okay. That'd be the first cells. one that comes to mind. Or, yeah. or you know, anything that can make it so that any 
random, I would say, you know, anybody of middle class, um, economic class or above would find it, you know, cheaper and more efficient to buy solar panels than to plug into the local power grid. If you can, if you can get that technology out, you know, from the future, that will help a lot. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say in, com- in, in combination with that would be some lithium batteries that could be then used mm-hmm. to pro- provide those power banks so that and you could store that yeah. energy, yeah. you know. And and again, like and, and a similar in, uh, improvement to, say, uh, wind energy. Like if you could make a small, you know, home-sized wind turbine that is efficient enough to, you know, keep those power banks full, you know, during like cold, cloudy winter months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, like like the uh, you know the Darius ones or the the ones that are just basically they rotate, you know, and uh, but they're yeah, they almost yeah they almost look like uh, DNA strands or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, some people call them egg beaters, but there's some better. Okay, yeah, I can of, see why. Right, right. Because uh, there's been a lot of ideas about alternate energy that haven't pan. Have have not panned out. You know, I I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anybody who's running their town off of uh, surf energy, wave energy. Okay, I'm not though, running their town. I mean, there are some that are supplementing it with right. Yeah. But I'm saying the but point nothing, is, yeah. is that you know this has been going on for quite some time now. They haven't made. Maybe in the future they've figured out some synergies that are necessary to make it work. Because when you talk about, um, you know, like you say the solar panels, first you have the solar panel. Okay. Then you have to have the power bank. Uh, Theoretically you don't because you should be able to put it right back in, but then you also need the switching box, which requires some advanced, probably some processor type thing to be able to know when to feed it in back into the grid. Okay, so you know, there's some integration that's involved there, you know. But yes, you know, I, I think that's a good example. Yeah, uh, yeah Trav, it's all, all stuff that we are fairly certain we can get to. It's just going to take time and research money, right, yeah. Trav? So easily. Oh, got, got one? I mean, well, I, the thing that I would think that would revolutionize um, this planet problem is it wouldn't be an easy path away. Because we've all heard the trope about, oh, well, if we can get planes to go suborbital, that'll cut travel time. We could go anywhere in the world in an hour. If we could find a way, first of all, it would destroy the airline industry. Because if you could go anywhere on the planet in two hours, you know, just go up high enough, let the earth move underneath you and drop back down. Yeah, the airline industry would be done. If somebody were to come from the future and Well, you're talking about personal transport, right? Like commercial flights and, and, yeah, not this stuff, you know. That the that the billionaires are doing now, where yeah. you know the rockets can't even get off the ground without blowing up. But they, they there's the extra again. I'm going to use this term extrapolatable, yeah, or extrapolatory. There, that's that's it. Science. <laughs> I don't think that's of, a real word, but go on. <laughs> extrapolatory is extrapolatable. I was that I just pulled that out. Go ahead. But the extrapolatory <laughs> technology for suborbital commercial passenger flights. Yeah, if somebody were to bring that here, yeah, as I said, you could get anywhere on the planet in two, three, maybe four hours. Go from like 
New York to China in four hours. And That'd be that great. Would, that would just blow the airline industry up because what, like? Well, I think, I think that I think that would be LA. great for the airline industry because more people would be willing to take those flights because it's not going to take them like you know fourteen hours to do it. It would be it, it would make air air flight more enjoyable. It would, but also you know these companies wouldn't want to embrace. It's like well we have you know where it's this we have this. And somebody's going to get on a flight that takes four hours. It takes them the other side of the planet. No, that would. I don't see where they would. I mean, they're they're going to pay less money theoretically because it's going to take less gas to do it, unless it takes more gas to to do that orbital. It would. It's to get up. Well, remember, well, we even put this in fringe worthy, Bruce. uh, The biggest cost of getting a satellite up in orbit is the fuel to get it up there. Yeah, that would be the big thing. But if they could find a way for you know a fuel source to apply it to get those planes up there and then. Yes. Okay. Kind of glide a controlled glide back down. Yeah, that would revolutionize. Yeah. Well, if you can if you can save costs on on fuel costs, okay, that means that the cost for the trip goes down, which means that you you know, and and that's that's good for the consumer because now they can afford to fly more because it doesn't cost them as much to fly. So uh, I mean, I, I I see it all as a big win. You know, as long you know, so I, I'm all for that. So yeah, uh, that kind that kind of technology, I guess you'd have to have some particular kind of composite or something like that. That would, yeah, you know, that would or just the design, you know, uh, of the plane might need to be a certain exact shape in order for it to work. You know, yeah, because uh, yeah. I know, for example, that there are uh, when when they had computers, they were able to design wing shapes that nobody would be able to would have been able to calculate before because it just took too long to do the the things but once they had it then they could just have you know uh, you know automated machinery just go and make that exact thing and you know but before that it was all trial and error and but if you know what the final you know mature product is going to look like you know, they went through a lot of different stealth bomber types before they came up with what we have now, the flying wing. Yeah. So and so you know, I'm, these I'm these just are just saying that that would be the thing I would think. Just if yeah. you wanted to really just impress with future tech. Yeah, we can go anywhere on the planet in four hours. Right. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh now my idea would be would be vaccines. Vaccines to things that are going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First vaccine. Is going to be to AIDS. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, because for two reasons, you know, two reasons. One is because it scared the hell out, out of the country. It on one hand, it got a lot of um, uh, a lot of anger against the gays, but on the other hand, it actually helped the gays come out more. So. You know, maybe avoid. I don't know whether that's going to be a good or bad thing because I'm not from the future. You know, it but, was a double. Yeah, it was kind of a double-edged sword. But the fact that. is, it did yeah. it did uh, uh, hit that population uh, just disproportionately. 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 Yeah. So that would be great to have. You know, and 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 because of that, okay, you then. You know, we started talking about things like, well, what if there was a plague that didn't just that, that wasn't sexually transmitted? You know, should we need like organizations set up to handle this sort of thing because it's coming? We had lots of scientists saying it's coming. Okay, and but then if you go and say, hey guys, I have a vaccine to a plague that's coming. All right, so we need to go. And the biggest problem we had was convincing people to take it, convincing people to 
not infect each other, you know, and, and to use, you know, we can start now, you know, educating people about proper sanitation, how to avoid plagues, how, you know, make sure we have enough supplies so that when a plague happens, then we're okay. You know, make sure we make sure we're ready to ramp up with the major, you know, because you're still going to have to produce all this stuff you know, so that yeah. everyone gets a vaccine. All right. You know, and because as it turns out in the case of COVID, you can't just take one shot and you're good. You right. have to, it's less like the flu. You have to keep taking boosters. So because not, it mutates and yeah. Right, right. But possibly also, you know, you and that's where you go in the situation where you say, you've got this stuff here now. We got a vaccine. Are we going to let, are, are we going to st- stop the thing from ever getting out of the lab or wherever it came from? You know, or, you know, that brings that whole question up there. That's a, that's a whole adventure in itself trying, you know, uh, multiple different ways where where gms could go where it turns out that no it didn't come from the lab it came from the fish market you know how are we going to stop that we don't know how you know how are we going to convince the chinese that even though we have this vaccine it's for it's for a plague this this festering in their own country how are we going to convince them of this you know so that's that's a real you know it's hard to you know it's hard to fight the future when you're fight when you're you're fighting present day stupidity you know and disbelief you know not all stupidity uh, disbelief is stupid but you know anyway that's that's yeah. a real that's a that's why you have to come up with a plan but anyways well, you, you, also the the whole idea of like the black swan event comes up where like people you know events that happen that no one even imagined that were so out of expectation in the norm that nobody even thought it could happen and it completely disrupts you know <clears throat> the way people think about the world right well the the and how do you the twin towers somebody, some, yeah like how do you convince somebody that somebody is going to successfully pull off this stunt that no one's ever even tried before because who would even try it's so ridiculous it would never work right well, you know, if you could just simply say, hey, there's these guys down in Florida learning how to be 747 pilots, you know, or whatever, and they're suspect, and you've already got a thing, you know, that says, you know, uh, um, you know, watch out for this sort of thing, and you're not paying attention to it. You know, there's a lot of people that said this could have been nipped in the butt. And because... That's all, yeah, that's all 2020 hindsight. Everybody well, yeah, that's but that's what yeah. coming from the future gives you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and but, that's the thing. Like, 9-11, we had, you know, some warnings. That, you know, we kind of knew that that was a possibility. Right. But what about things like, you know, well, then you get into things like, well, what about uh, a random, you know, animal mutating off somewhere and 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 perhaps in some lab but you know mutating a new strain of uh bacteria that you know eats the flesh from your bones within instant you know within seconds you know right something well, that, that was kind of the idea had. yeah of, of covid you know was, yeah, if it well, didn't come yeah. from a laboratory if it came from a mutation of an animal of the yeah. SARS, actually, and um, SARS I, uh, is another example. Well, SARS, SARS is. I, I got this from a old girlfriend of mine who's a psychiatric RN, and I'm like, okay, this, 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 and this. Wait a minute, this sounds like SARS, and she just sent me the you know kind of statement. No, oh, Trav gets a gold star. I'm like, wait a minute. She goes, yeah, it's mutated from the SARS virus. It came right. from that original. I was well, like, whoa. The, okay. the whole plague but, that hit the try- Indian population in the West. Okay, that nobody really talked about, even though it was killing lots of Indians, you know, lots of Native Americans, uh, turned out to be SARS. Ah. One of the first examples we have of SARS. So, you know, anyways, uh, 
So again, these are these are prime ways of fighting the future that you that you know and somebody you know knowing that this is going to happen sometimes isn't as help you know it, you know isn't sufficient. Sometimes you have to bring something back with you, the cure you know, and then try to get the cure to be useful. <laughs> okay, try to because it's it's a, it's a we're talking about moving you know. You know the hearts and minds of large masses of people. You know, getting politicians to get off the dime, industries. You know, just you know, saying, "Look, we've got to." You know, you 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 got to go in this direction so that when the time comes, you'll be ready for it. You know, and we have lots of futurists who basically you know cry. You know, you know when we look back and says, "Well, that's all 2020 hindsight," but they've been saying it for the last 30 years. So. So anyway, so that's uh, bringing back a, a piece of the future to help ch help change the future into a better one by by solving a problem that's going to be happening soon, you know. So and uh, and the and the um, oh, uh, the butterfly wing going from there. Now sometimes, uh, you know, like I said, sometimes you uh, you can't change the future. It's just too hard to change it. Okay, and some of the examples that we have are where, like, we're being invaded by aliens. All right, you're not. You know, if the aliens are coming for you, you how are you gonna how are you going to stop that from happening? Okay, <laughs> just you know, uh, uh, so they're coming. So the question is, what you know? There's only a few things you can. There's a number of things you can do. One is, is that you can. Uh, you can get ready if you can convince people. You can get ready so that when it happens, you're you can you can fight them. Before then, they just basically came in and steamrolled over the entire world because nobody was expecting. They had they had the high ground, you know, and it was you know it was just pretty much their their ball game, you know, you know how. If you're lucky, the humanity was going to be turned into a slave population, so they didn't just get wiped out. So that uh, the place would be a nice, uh, uh, nice place for the uh, aliens to move their people into, possibly even changing the ecology to match what they want. So, so if you do come from that future, you know, uh, or you have knowledge of that future, then you can try to change the world that you're in now so that we're better prepared for that future because you know, it's, it's coming. You can't, you can't avoid it. And what, you know, and that's hard. And uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, one of the examples uh, that I listed in our notes was the idea that you may not be able to do it because there isn't enough time or it's just too hard. The technology that they have is too great. So what So what do you do? And what I suggested was if you have a large enough time portals, let's say you have the ability to create time portals, go into your distant past, annihilate your own history and start, you know, start over, you know, uh, building taking the knowledge you have and developing technology so that when we come back to the present, okay, we're better prepared. If we're not ready still yet, if we weren't smart enough or whatever to get red enough, do it again and go back and repeat as many times as necessary 
to bring us up to parity with this threat that's coming from, let's say, off-world. Okay, that, that I was wondering about that. That Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like starting over in like an, an incremental game or, or, or new game plus. It's like, okay, well, we lost this one. Let's go back to the very beginning and take what we know. and Groundhog Day. Yeah. Well, he, he, he himself became a much better person, learned a lot of skills and things right. like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I was... Uh, but on the personal level, uh, the the day after tomorrow, again Tom Cruise, yeah. where yeah. He, he literally dies, comes back, gets better every time he goes through. He first of all learns more of their tactics. He learns his skills get better. He gets to the point where he's just like shooting things all over the place. Knows exactly where the bad guys are, but. That's a very immediate thing. He literally had like one day. He was he was groundhogging that one day. I was thinking more along the lines of the Star Trek episode where their sun is about to explode and everybody has gone to the library and gone through a time portal back into the past to their favorite time, which I was like, you didn't actually solve the problem, kind of, because yeah, you're in the past now. You're going to take wives and things like that and then your descendants are going to come up to the same situation and I guess they're going to go back in time and repeat, you know, or is the idea, which which is not talked about, to go and make sure that when we come back to the future, we make sure we got we get space travel this time so that we can leave the planet so when the star goes nova we're not going to be there so that's the idea what i was suggesting if they had taken that idea with kirk and spock and you know uh uh to go back you know to go far enough back that you still had technology and then go and use that as as a as a beachhead to go and develop a more advanced scientifically fu future Okay. Yes, all you know, your history is going to be annihilated by doing this. You know, but you'll have a new history, and then hopefully, and you'll have to rinse and repeat that. Like I said, until you're good enough that when the aliens show up, you're ready for them. You can take them on. You know, because otherwise, they're always going to win, and that's that's not the that's not what you want, right? And you can play this at any point in, in this. I mean, you could say, hey, you know, guys, you know, uh, these people are coming back from the future to go and and because we got aliens and like and the very first question that's not going to be on their minds is is that they're going to say oh so this is the first iteration no this is the hundredth iteration <laughs> you know? what you consider to be the present stable present is in fact is the mutated past a hundredfold times you just never realized it <laughs> because these people have been you know secretly working you know the 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 uh, Illuminati. You know all all those secret organizations are actually all these future people trying to get the world ready for this apocalypse that's coming. They're fighting the future literally by tr by going into the past and getting ready. So the uh, so that's why I had you know you 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 know uh, uh, on number one. Okay, so um, the uh, now, of course, some people, you know, the way they fight the future is they do it on a very personal level. They say the future sucks. I'm leaving. And they go back into the past, their favorite spot in the past, and they just live there and die. And that's it. <laughs> Okay. They just avoid the problem. They avoid yeah. the problem. They're fighting yeah. the future by opting out. And that's not an invalid thing to happen in an adventure. That's what we talk about again, the B the, the B roll, you know, the B plot. You know, in, in, in your adventure, you got this person showing up and this group of people showing up and, and they have all this these advanced stuff, but they don't want to share it with anybody. They're not trying to do anything. 
They're just sitting around enjoying sunrises and going to Disneyland and, you know, uh, deep sea fishing because there's fish, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and stuff like that. Even a sea. Yeah. yeah, even a sea that's the right color. Yeah. So, uh, and, and they may tell you stuff about the future that's coming. But they don't want to do anything about it. They they're they're they don't believe it can be changed. So they're fi they're fighting their personal future by by basically getting far enough into the past that it you know that they can enjoy themselves and feel safe to you know for themselves and you know possibly their children. You you get of course you have to worry about you know your descendants unless you're going to pull the uh, the latest version of Noah. I don't know if you guys saw that one. The one with, um, oh, I always forget his name. He was the guy in Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe playing Noah. Did, did you guys see that movie? No, I have I not seen know. that one. Interesting. He basically, he thinks that God is asking him to make this ark and put animals on it because God's going to destroy the world. And then after, you know, they land and let the animals, they're not they're not going to reproduce. They're just going to die off and leave the world to the animals. The only fit inheritors of the earth because humans are just too bad. We're in we're somehow inherently bad. And so the best thing to do is just do that. And yeah. um and it's all planned out because you know the his daughter is infertile, okay? Uh and uh he, his his son is unmarried. He's not going to marry his, his his sister, you know. And uh and he's already his wife is already past, you know, so uh menopause. So it's just the small little nuclear family that's going to watch over these animals. You know, and uh, except um, grandfather has powers and grandfather fixes the daughter and the daughter gets pregnant. And it's like, oh, my gosh, she's pregnant. Well, there's only one thing to do. We're going to have to kill the baby. Wow, this got dark quickly. It really dark, yes. <laughs> and I won't, I won't spoil the ending because you haven't seen it, but it's worth watching. So anyways, <laughs> so yeah. There, there, there's been at least one movie where the whole plan was to go was was to basically die off as a race and leave the world to somebody else. In Babylon Five, they take all the elder races. And they say it's time for us to leave for the younger the younger races. We're going to go over the rim, you know, and and uh, uh, Lorian and all the other ones, you know, get together and they all fly together. After having this big war, they all fly together in this big kumbaya over the edge of the uh, uh, the rim of the galaxy, which which makes no sense to me. But anyways, you know, and they're gone, leaving the galaxy now to the younger races. So yeah, I notice that's a trope in a lot of games. Um, you have the elder races and then the child races. Center space from Fruit Loops has that, where you had the Fahazi, the little parasites that are like six inches long and they can burrow into. They kind of like the gold. And then the Nemanse, who are kind of like jellyfish who have ingratiated crystal technologies. And the SciTech episode we did, Bruce, I told you about that Psy crystal. That's the race that made it. So these are the elder races. And then, oh, the humans and the Siduri, yeah, they're the child races that we have to watch over from afar. Yeah, I, I've seen that trope now in probably about four or five different settings that I own. Right. Well, the galaxy is supposed to be 13.8 billion years old, and people do not have any ability to conceive of, of that time period. I mean, it's a mathematical thing we can work with, but actually understanding. So, you know, it's completely plausible if, if you know, uh, life coming into being and developing into intelligent species, let's say that takes a couple of million years. 
Okay, you know, once you once you actually get going, all right, then there's there's like that means there's thousands of you know uh, iterations of of uh, intelligent beings, you know, developing, you know, uh, becoming mature, you know, going out into space and dying off, you know, or leaving remnants and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's it makes sense that, that you'd be, and then that's not even in, including things like people time traveling from the future way back into the into the galactic past and and populating it, you know, shortcutting that and 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 being the precursors that way, yeah. You know, which they've there's been a couple of cases, a, a number of, of of stories where the the uh, past was actually populated from the future. So yeah, and uh, which is why you know. There's so much, so many worlds out there that have humans on them or human-like yeah. people is because, you know, they, the, our, our future people went back in time and spread out. And yeah, they're now you, got the, the, you got the, what is it, the preservers, the seekers, the seeders. You're finding all these races throughout various, like Robotech has the seeders and I think Star Trek has the preservers that put, you know, the Native Americans on the planet and the Old West people on the other planet with the, for Enterprise and, yeah. I've seen these cedar preserver ancient races that just, oh, we're going to pick up this race and all these worlds. And to them, it's uh, usually for them, it's like a big science experiment. Oh, let's see what happens. We put this race in this environment. Oh, and we record the, you know, yeah, I, I, that that's another trope that I've noticed in a lot of the settings I have, even ones that just I got them. And, oh, okay, what's it? Oh, it's this again. Um, but yeah, usually I think even in the Wool Newton universe, uh, the whole Tarzan, Doc Savage is related. It's um, where they evolved kind of like the ancients in Stargate and then went back and kind of affected the past that way. I just saw it as a cheap cheating time loop where they, you know, they would, oh, go back to the past and do this so we can become this, you know, billions of years later. Excuse me. So, yeah, it, it I've seen that trope before going back to kind of preserve your own history type thing. Or, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh. All right. So to summarize here, okay, so... You know the solutions to pro, you know to fighting the future. A lot of times involves uh, time traveling to stop linchpin moments. You know to alter you know important points of of change in the past. Uh, it's you you do it to give warning of the future that's coming. Uh, it might be that you give essential information required to defeat an enemy, such as water kills. You know when in the movie Signs. Oh yeah, swing for the fences. Yeah, yeah, swing yeah. for the fences. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, get, or uh, give uh, essential information that's required to flee the planet. So the movie where the guy, uh, the dad, basically gives his daughter the means to create a warp drive by going in to uh, a black hole and finding the structure that other races have created for him there that, that, that basically is like a bookcase. And he basically goes back in time and he does things like knocks on the walls to knock a book off or other things like that. He's, he's basically feeding his daughter all these weird things that happened during the first part of the movie and no one, no one understands why this poltergeist acts. it's like somebody's watching over his daughter and helping her develop as a scientist it's him he's you know he's doing it and because of that she's able to build a warp drive that allows people to get on the ship and go off and save the human race so interstellar that's what it was yeah. no it wasn't interstellar that it was another one i thought are you sure i think so that's the one where they have you know because i thought at the end of interstellar that they they basically you know the, the 
anyways, it's not important. Uh, that was the first thought that came to my mind too, but I thought it was another movie. But anyways, um, it's uh, all right. So uh, you, uh, like I said, you can time travel repeatedly until your until your culture is strong enough to take on an enemy that you know, and it can be done as a culture rather than just individuals, which makes you very strong by doing that. Okay, you can uh, because like right now, you know, we're, we've talked about if if. You know, if we had, if we blew each other up with nuclear weapons, it would be hard for us to rebuild because all the easily uh, uh, just you know mineable resources have been already extracted. So you know, we 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 would be I'm not saying we couldn't do it, but it'd take a lot us a lot longer to reach the same level yeah. of technology. You know, because of the resource finding the resources that we need. Okay, uh, but if you go in if you go into the past. And essentially destroy your past by doing so. Now all those resources are sitting there where they, where you know they are, and they're they're right there on the surface, and they're in plenitude. They haven't been used up yet, and so now you can go through the same iterate again and again and again. You know by to 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 do that. All right. Uh, the uh, of course you can just flee to the distant past. Uh, you know, and 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 just say eh, enough of that. Okay. Uh, now the means of time travel. Uh, there's the physical time travel where you literally have a machine or something or a, a warp, and you go physically, you know, uh, in you know, into the past. You know, you uh, then you have uh, the as you said the psychic one where you can send. It's, it's kind of like this uh, the idea of you can send information, but you know you uh, you're psychically sending your mind into the past, uh, taking over a body of someone in the past, and. Uh, and 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 therefore affect change in the past, therefore changing the future. Okay, uh, you can uh, sometimes you can only send objects. Human beings cannot stand to be sent. You know, uh, it's 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 uh, it's too dangerous for them. Um, yeah, but you can send objects, so you can send things into the past that could change the future when someone finds it. You know, it could be a book, it could be an object. Someone finds it and starts acting on it. This is a great way of introducing superheroes into your games because all of a sudden someone has this this MacGuffin, okay, you know, that that has all this, you know, and but as you said, Trav, it, it, it has to have a level of technology that can be that can be analyzed and reproduced. Yeah. So I think that was the uh, plot of the infamous game. On, on PlayStation was you play a character who uh, is ex- you know exposed to some device that blows up and it gives him superpowers and it turns out it was sent by a future version of him to do it right okay yeah that sometimes all you can do is send information you know like uh, in the in the movie frequency uh, you know this oh this God guy. I love that movie yes. yeah he basically is he's he, the guy in the future is talking to his dad you know uh, who's dead in the past when his dad was a young man and he's trying to warn his dad off from doing something that's going to get him killed and there's a whole lot of butterfly flapping going on and he loses mom and he has to get mom back and and all these things until finally and and change and and, and the changes that that occur in the past actually affect people around him you know uh which comes into a rather crazy crazy ending the, the climax oh, of that yeah. movie is basically to you they're they're having they're having a a uh uh, a lethal fight at two different times. They're both related to each other. So yeah. it's like, it's really awesome. 
Um, and then the final one is sometimes it's it's it really comes out of left field. Uh, in the movie Arrival, aliens show up, twelve of them, and over major cities, and they're trying to communicate with the people uh, who misinterpret what they're trying to give them because they think they're trying to give them a weapon or they're trying to use a weapon against them and things like that. But what they're actually trying to do is give them a language, the language of the aliens. As it turns out that once you learn this language, it changes your mind and you can now see the future. Yeah, you, you, something about their language makes it so you can perceive time non-linearly. Right. Literally. And this and this is pure Lovecraft where <laughs> knowledge, knowledge, forbidden knowledge alters people just by them hearing it, seeing it or whatever. There was a television show uh, that also had that where this thing was popped up and it basically turned human beings into fifth uh, uh, fifth columnist for the aliens just by seeing this thing glowing, you know, in the distance. It basically that that changed them. So uh, and uh, it was a, it was a, a in many ways a great show. It had you know um, had Peter Dinklage in it. It had um, uh, the the guy who played Data. Uh, Prince Spiner and Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Prince Spiner, Peter Dinklage, and um, uh, and the woman who was in charge of it. I, I can't remember her name, but uh, she's uh, uh, she's been a, a lot of genre stuff. She was she was in um, Sin City uh, as the uh, uh, one of the women who lived in the bad part of town. So uh, I can't remember her name exactly, but she's she's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, anyways, point is is that um, so there's a possibility that. Future, not future knowledge is actually going to alter people and make them, in a, many ways, alien just by them being exposed to it. And uh, one of the first people who set, who, who basically brought that up, was Heinlein with his Stranger in a Strange Land. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know, because he had all these mental powers. Uh, his main character, uh, Valentine Smith, and the reason he had these powers and no, no other human did was because he knew Martian. And so when he established his church, you know, uh, he based the, when he found people who were willing to work hard at it, he, the first thing they did was they taught the Martian. And, and as they did that, they started, they started exhibiting some of these powers, telekinesis, telepathy, body control. I mean, you know, uh, some precognition. So, just just the fact that a language itself by manipulating it uh in your mind changes your mind so that you know so it's possible that in a sense it's a it's an information uh, uh disease if i may use that term uh from the future altering the past altering the world of the past so that the future will be changed, hopefully for the good. Because, you know, Valent I, I would trust Valentine Smith with my life, but anybody else who learned got those powers. We, we've seen lots of movies where people who gain superpowers don't turn out so well. <laughs> Found the name of the series, Threshold. Threshold, yes. It's uh, really, well, really well done uh, overall. Uh, I, I recommend it. Uh, for that. Oh no, I'm seeing a bunch of big names in this. Jeez, yes, this is my radar. Jeez, Charles S. Dutton, uh -huh. Gugino. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it, it's 13 episodes. It only looks like it. That was a half a season then, or a full season in, in these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's. It was. You know. Wow. It was, I think it was one of those things where there for 
all of a sudden they came out with all these different sci-fi shows and they were all competing with each other for the same Friday time slots and it just it it, it basically didn't didn't compete well enough with some of the others so, yeah anyways uh okay so those are the methods of time travel that I uh, I think we talked about and uh, of course you know you might wa- you might ask yourself how do you detect time travel how you know how how would you know that time travel has occurred Okay, one might be if you had a tachyon detector, which we don't have, but if we did, okay, then you might, because time travel, because, you know, involve, uh, tachyons move faster than the speed of light, they can't move any slower than the speed of light, and theoretically, they would always be moving in a reverse direction. So if the process of time travel involved a lot of tachyons, then you get a whole lot of tachyons being picked up by your detector, and this would be a way for you to say, hey, time travel just happened, all right? Um, there might be a massive release of radiation. Um, you know, just the, the, the you know, it, it might not be clean and pretty like it is in so many movies where they just basically just slip from the future into the past. It might be a lot more explosive, you know. As a matter of fact, you know, I really think that time travel should be taking place in outer space more than on a planet because yeah. of that sort of thing. And, and and also because of the whole issue of, you know, the, the, the universe move, the, you know, the planets and the solar system is moving over time. And, you know, if you time travel into the past, you're not going to end up over the planet you started from. <laughs> You know, saw I just saw a meme. Like, matter of fact, last week, where this being is looking out and seeing these corpses out throughout space. What is all this? Time travelers not taking into account celestial motion. <laughs> right. Exactly. I saw that too. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, it might actually cause a change in the rotational speed of the planet. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not at all taking it from Superman where he basically pushed the planet and made it spin so fast it went into the yeah, past. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, is it just the fact that there's such a huge exchange of energy occurs that maybe you scientists might notice a rotational change in the planet, even a microsecond change in, the, in, 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 in what a day is? Might be enough to say, "Hey, something major just happened." Yeah, this, uh, and they would attribute to something like the magnetic field or plate tectonics or something, and realize, "No, it's much bigger." And, and of course, there's always the fallback of having a psychic who says, "Hey, someone from the future is going to be so and so place." You know, I seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think GURPS had an interesting idea, and as one of the traits you could pick up for your character in in GURPS was, I think I want to say like a rememberer or a per, or absolute memory or something like that, where you if if the timeline was ever changed, you remembered the old timeline. They have a feat like that in the Dark Quest Games book, and it was three o three five temporality. It's called temporal acuity. You mm. remember changes in the timeline. You know when stuff is out of. You know, it's like, no, this is from the future. This, this, I can look at it and it, it could be a box, but no, it was not made in this timeline. It may look like wood. Yeah. So temporal acuity would be another thing like that. And I, I have GURPS time travel. It's somewhere. Yeah. To, I'm going to have to look I that up that now. One, but that was one that I remember is like, there were like two traits specifically for GURPS time travel where one was like you were, no matter what happened to the timeline, there was a always a version of you in it. Yeah. And then another one where no matter what happened to the timeline, you always remembered the original. Yeah, so I you, think it. I've, I've heard remember, it also called temporal inertia. 
Yeah, I think that's where we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you always remembered, so that, you know, there was like, I think one of the settings in that GURPS time travel uh, supplement was like uh, Time Watch or something like that, where, you know, they had a team of rememberers who were there specifically to say, hey, something changed. Um, This is different than I remember. We need to look into this. Now I'm going to be digging that damn book out looking for it after this is all done. I have on PDF. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I always happy when I make you look in your folders of folders. Folders of folders. No, I, I think I have this in hard copy. Yeah, that's how far back this goes. I got a bunch of GURPS books in my room that I haven't cracked open in ages. I'm going to be sitting there going, where's that time travel? All right, so you got anything else? Oh, let's see. Time travel. Uh... I would say that I, want, I would point out that a lot of this could still be applied... <laughs> even when you're dealing in like a fantasy setting and dealing with like prophecies of the future. So don't think that this is just a sci-fi concept. The, a lot of these, you, you could easily convert over to a, like a fantasy style. Hey, why do you think setting. there was the Oracle in Delphi in Greek mythology? Because she saw the future. Yeah. Right. Well, it is sci-fi, but it's really more of a fantasy. But Dune, you know, he, because he's got the, uh, Ooh, yeah. The, he, yeah. He, he's got the stuff. You know, he's constantly, he sees a future and he has to decide whether he wants that to be the future or fight that future. You know, uh, ultimately he decides to just embrace it and uses his visions to make sure it happens the way he sees it. I think that there's still the the idea that he's trying to, he embraces the the one future, but he rejects the, the bigger, the bigger problem after that which his son takes up the mantle for yeah see i i stopped after children of dune so i i never <laughs> never i never saw them grown up <laughs> oh mm. yeah it gets funky okay anything <laughs> else guys nothing else comes to mind as far as no all right well thanks everybody for listening to us uh, we'll uh have more you know th- uh please add time travels and prophecies and things like that to your uh, your adventures so that your players can fight the future and and hopefully make a good one as a result uh we'll have more for you next week but you'll have to wait until then this is bruce sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun gaming on the frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts, is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license, no commercial reproduction, and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. You can listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on DementiaRadio.org. Also, the professor and I are each now on Twitch. For me, it's twitch.tv slash trav31369, Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with campaign notes. The professor is at twitch.tv slash professorpixie. Please check her page for time and date.